kind of just got there, you know, figured it out. We had uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches pretty much every day or like ham and turkey if, if, it, was, if it was a special day. So uh, I remember my first experience was on the road in Missoula and we had trailers for lockers, you know. And I'm like, all right, I guess this is, this is, this is it. You know, this is minor league baseball. Welcome to the final episode of the first season of the Pioneer League Podcast. I am your host, David Graff. It's a great final episode. It's the shortest interview of the first season, but it's still a great episode with former Great Falls Dodger and longtime Los Angeles Dodgers first baseman, James Loney. James talked about coming out of high school in Houston. He was a highly touted prospect, both pitching and hitting, and he talked about playing for the Great Falls Dodgers shortly after finishing his high school season in Houston. He's actually the only guy from this first season who got called up to the next level in the middle of his tenure in the Pioneer League. So we talked about that transition as well, what it was like for him to get drafted, and even when he was a member of the Tampa Bay Rays, meeting Barack Obama in Cuba. So I hope you've listened to every episode so far. We had former Dodger Sean Tollison on the podcast, as well as a lot of great players before that. If you're catching only this final episode, go back, listen to some old episodes. It's been a great first season. So I'm glad to cap it here with James. And without further ado, former Great Falls Dodger, and longtime MLB first baseman, 11-year Major League Baseball veteran, James Loney. I'm happy to be joined now by an 11-year Major League Baseball veteran and former Great Falls Dodger, James Loney. James, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Well, I'll start where it all began. For you, you grew up in Houston, in the Houston area. When was it that you first started playing baseball? Uh, the story goes, um, we lived right, right right by a park, and just balls would just come into our backyard, and I would start picking them up around the age of two. So I always kind of just say it started from there. You kept playing ball, and in high school, you had turned into quite the pitcher and hitter. Your team was really good. You guys won a state title. When was it in high school that you realized, man, I'm pretty good at this? <laughs> well, I think I always had a passion for it, and I always loved it, and I always you know, loved uh, pitching and hitting. I think probably once I got to my junior year, once I saw colleges start to contact me and we start to have those in-home visits is when I, you know, really realized like, you know, this could be a reality for me, you know, even after college. So I just kept putting hard work in, kept putting the time in and kept enjoying it. You know, that was the main thing. So I would say right around that time. You end up getting drafted after high school in the first round, 19th overall by the Dodgers. What was that moment like? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. You know, Tommy Lasorda was the one on the um, on the draft call, and being able to go to LA, you know, it was one of those one of those franchises you always kind of look, um, you know, watch growing up. You hear there's so much history about them, so I was, I was excited. You know, it was real special for me and my family. And I was excited to get going. I actually started the season in Great Falls, I think, about a week after my high school season ended. So uh, it was a quick turnaround. 
What was your first impression when you showed up in Great Falls? Uh, I love the scenery, you know, the mountains and all that. Great weather in the summertime. So, you know, and, and being my first experience, you know, I didn't know what to expect. So I loved it. You know what I mean? We had some great teammates and, um, you know, we had a great time. Yeah, you were only 18 years old when you show up there. What were you expecting professional baseball to be like? <laughs> I didn't really know. I mean, I didn't have too many guys around me before that to really ask too many questions. Um, so I kind of just got there, you know, figured it out. We had uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches pretty much every day or like ham and turkey if, if, it, was, if it was a special day. So uh, I remember my first experience was on the road in Missoula and we had trailers for lockers, you know. And I'm like, all right, I guess this is, this is, this is it, you know, this is minor league baseball. But I think we always kind of looked at it as like going to the next level and, you know, keep working hard and, you know, it was one of those things where you never were like, oh, I'm in a bad position or I don't want to be here. It was always about just getting to the next level. Do you remember what your host family was like there in Great Falls? Yeah, I had a great host family there. You know, they took really good care of us. Um, you know, the dad actually, he played um, minor league baseball. So he um, would talk to us about the game sometimes. And, you know, I think we had, what did we have, three, I think three guys there total. So it was a pretty full house. But everybody got along well. What were some of the things that you did in your free time when you weren't playing the game? I mean, it's your first time away from home. What was that like? We didn't do too much, I remember. Um, you know, I think we were still kind of all, all young and getting acclimated and trying to borrow somebody's car if we could. <laughs> you know, I remember just kind of like hanging out with guys, whether it's like going out to eat or just doing something simple. Um, but I don't, I don't remember anything too crazy or, or too, uh, too extreme. What were some of the adjustments that you had to make with your game? I mean, obviously in high school you're using metal bats, so you're using a wood bat. You're playing against older guys. What was that like? I mean, it was, it was exciting, and, then, you know, it was challenging, I think, a little bit at the beginning, but for me, I always kind of practiced with a wood bat, even in high school. So I think I was more used to it than most guys. You know, I think the biggest thing with the wood bats is guys were getting their, their bats broken and trying to figure out how to get some more. Um, so I think that was one of the biggest things, but, um, you know, I enjoyed it. You know, once we got the wood bats, you know, there was a lot of new companies coming out at that time. You, know, you can make your bats like all these different colors. So guys were excited for that. Uh, but I think you get used to it pretty quickly. Were you using a special color? Yeah. I remember I was like trying to go online and make with like a green and, um, you know, I don't know, like green and maroon or like green and blue. Just always trying to change it up. <laughs> That's a crazy color combo. Yeah, I try to throw off the picture. Well, it seemed to work for you. You get promoted in the middle of the season up here. What was it like when you first got promoted? You talked about that being the goal. Yeah, I remember um, getting a call from our scouting director. And, you know, he was mentioning it to me and wanted to know my thoughts. And I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. You know, I had a great time down here. But, you know, you obviously you know, want to move up as quick as you can. And being able to go to Vero Beach from Great Falls was was a great leap, you know, especially being 18. So you know, I had a good I had a good time with it. That first year in professional baseball, I think you played with over 10 guys, including yourself, that went on to the major leagues. Do you remember looking around and being like, "Wow, there's a lot of talent around me"? Yeah, I do. I mean, I remember facing some of these guys, and I think even facing a few of these guys in like these you know amateur tournaments a perfect game, you know, stuff like that, um, and be able to see them after, 
you were named the top prospect in the Pioneer League that year, and you debuted at 34 on the Baseball America Top 100 list. Did you pay any attention to that at the time? I mean, I remember hearing about it, but, you know, it wasn't too big of a deal. You know, for me, it was always, I mean, it was a great, you know, I thought it was a great accomplishment at the time, but you don't really think about it too much because you're like, all right, I got to talk about her, like, let's keep, keep going, keep moving forward. And, um, you know, but it was special, you know, to be able to, Baseball America was real big at the time, so you definitely hear about it. What was that first off season like as a professional baseball player? Yeah, I remember just going back to Texas, um, working out, training. I actually took some college courses, too, at, um, at a college nearby. And um, what else? Playing video games, you know, with your friends. Have some friends that are still seniors in high school. <laughs> so I just kind of remember, like, hanging early. Did your friends treat you any differently? I mean, you would have been a first-round Major League Baseball draft pick, and you come home and you're a professional baseball player. Nah, not really. You know, we always joke around, you know, in different ways, but nothing crazy, you know. You know, unless we're, like, going out to, you know, like, hey, you got the bill, right? I'm like, yeah, I got you guys, you know, <laughs> or whatever, just stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I always kind of kept in contact with those guys, and, you know, still to this day. You finally get called up in 2006 to the Dodgers. In your debut, in your first at-bat, you get a hit off John Smoltz. What was that moment like for you? Yeah, that was a really fun moment because, you know, he's one of those guys you watch growing up, especially with the Braves games, you know, when they were on TBS all the time. So I'd, I'd get, like, all their games and know all the players and stuff like that. So facing him was, um, you know, pretty special for me. And then getting a hit off him was even <laughs> was more special because I remember he became an analyst and then I saw him and I was like, hey, you know, I got my first hit off you. And I don't think he really remembered. So, <laughs> you know, he faced so many guys, but, you know, to me, I'll always remember that. What was that moment like when you first got called up? I remember um, we had traveled to Vegas for AAA season because I just finished my AA season. And I think it was the day before our first game. Um, yeah, the day before our first game, my manager called us. My manager called me and he said, hey, you know, Mark Garcia Power got hurt. You're getting called up. And I definitely remember some teardrops coming down my eye for sure, you know. Uh, I've never played a game in AAA before my call-up, so... So to go up at 21 was, um, I mean, it's indescribable, you know. It's just like, wow, this is the moment you've been dreaming of, you've been waiting for it for so long. Um, and I was ready, you know. It's like, all right, let's go take advantage of it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to get called up at 21. Was that moment a whirlwind for you at all? I mean, looking back on it now, you know, I feel like it's went by so fast. And, you know, there's just so much going on. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize you know, even though it's like most games are like 7 o'clock, you're getting there at, you know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, you're staying late. So, you know, all those days uh, kind of combined together, you know, at the time because you're trying to get everything done. But, you know, looking back on it now, it was, um, it was definitely pretty crazy. A lot of people don't realize that when you play for the Dodgers in L.A., in Hollywood, those guys are celebrities. What was the best part about being a Los Angeles Dodger? <laughs> yeah, probably access. You know what I mean? Like, just different things, whether it's you know, going out to eat or somewhere or you know, going to a party or meeting somebody or whatever. You know, just having the ability to do those things. Um, and then being in L.A., you have the beach. You know, you have um, you know, the movies and the music. Like, everything's going on out there as far as uh, those kind of things. So, especially being 
and young, you know what I mean? You just get know to to be a part of the, the culture out there and uh, enjoy it with your, with your teammates and friends. Guys talk about celebrities visiting the clubhouse, you know, movie stars, musicians, former athletes. Was there anyone that you met as a Dodger that you're like, whoa? <laughs> I know, well, definitely as a Ray. I met, um, I, I met uh, President Obama down in Cuba when we played down there. So I would definitely put him up there um, as my number one. In L.A., I'm trying to think of, um, like, who really, there was just so many people coming through there. Um, I remember meeting Denzel Washington. Um, you know, there's, there's countless number of people out there. <laughs> you met Obama in Cuba? What was that moment like for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, I didn't know if we were going to meet him or not because you never know with the schedule and all that. But he was sitting behind home plate, and we were warming up, and it just, guys just started to kind of trickle down there and just shake his hand. So, like, those moments go by so fast when you look back at them because basically they drop out there, to you guys, and it was a handshake and a picture, and, and then that was it. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. You played a lot of a lot of postseason games during your career. Do any moments from your time playing in the playoffs stand out to you? I had a grand slam in Chicago one year. It was um, – first game of the series and we were down like by two and I think it put us up four to two so that was probably the, the moment that sticks out the most and then as far as with the club in the clubhouse like just popping champagne with the guys anytime you move on to the next round you know that's so fun and so special and you know you never those, those moments are always unforgettable you ended up ending your career with stints in the KBO and then playing an independent ball in Sugarland. what were those experiences like for you yeah, it was a little different. You know, the KBO was fun. You get a lot of fans out there, a lot of high energy. You know, they're like banging on drums and screaming your name. You're kind of more, you're more of a rock star out there than you are, you know, back in the States because you obviously stand out and they know who you are. Um, but, it's, you know, it's really good baseball over there. And then the Atlantic League was fun. I just wanted to see, uh, I put my uh, pitching glove back on for a little bit. You know, I was training a little bit to do that, and I got to actually pitch an inning. So I was just giving it one more go to see if I liked it, go back home, and uh, get to play there. What do you hold the most special from your time in Major League Baseball? I mean, you talk about how those moments at the time go so fast, and what do you look back on and you're most proud of? I would say, you know, for me individually, like games played, you know, I felt like I stayed pretty healthy my whole career, and I was able to get out there. You know, that was, you, know you don't hear about that too often, but I think that was the biggest thing for me. And then building relationships with guys, too. You know, having great teammates, um, being able to um, you know, be in L.A. for so long and even Tampa for a few years. You know, I think I was able to stay there long enough to, to make some good friends there. Well, we'll wrap it up. What are you up to now? <laughs> I'm sipping some tea right now, actually. No. <laughs> I, um, you know, I got two kids right now, so I've been coaching Little League with them. And, you know, we're planning to move back actually moved back to L.A. So there's a couple of things. Yeah, I'm also looking into uh, potentially the sports agency business and um, possibly even a private like boutique gym. So we'll see, see where that goes. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with me and good luck in all of those future endeavors. James Loney, thank you so much. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with 
former Great Falls Dodger and Los Angeles Dodgers first baseman and Tampa Bay Rays first baseman, James Loney. It was a fantastic interview. It was really cool to hear about his time in the KBO as well. Who would have thought you get more love playing baseball in Korea than you might hear in America? It's great stuff, and that's why I saved it for the final episode. A great capper to the first season on the Pioneer League podcast here. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I hope you guys have been listening to every episode along the way, and I really appreciate all the people that have and that have rated the podcast and reviewed it, especially those written reviews are fantastic. It's great to see. Gives me that nice little ego boost when I'm unemployed here. I'm already working on the second season. I've got some great interviews in the bag already. Hoping to have the second season out as soon as I can. I want a quick turnaround so you guys can keep enjoying the podcast. I've really enjoyed doing it so far. And I wouldn't have been able to get this far without all the people who have helped me contact all these guys who have played in Major League Baseball. And Greg Morrison and Alex Cohen and Mike Scherting for their contributions as well. But thank you to Alex Madoff at the MLB Players Association once again. Without her, I don't think that I could have gotten this project off the ground or really gotten as far. Or just she helped me give me that kick in the ass that I needed to get this thing started, as well as Drew Stubbs for being the first guy to be willing to share his stories about playing in the Pioneer League and being a part of the Billings Mustangs back in 2006. So shout out to those two, as well as shout out to Chris Bacon for his contributions towards the podcast and for helping set up multiple interviews, only one of which was in this first season here with Brian O'Grady, but also another episode, another interview coming in the second season here shortly that he helped set up, and hopefully a few more, we'll see, as well as Russ Spielman for helping set up this interview with James Loney. It was a fantastic interview and the perfect interview to put a bow on the first season of the Pioneer League podcast, so I appreciate him. And I appreciate all the people who have helped set up interviews so far. I'll continue to thank them. This podcast couldn't have been possible without them. As well as, I want to thank all of the guys who have been on the podcast so far for being extremely generous with their time. They've given me all of the time in the world to ask a ton of questions and to go back to them and just reach out and have conversations. It's been fantastic. So I really appreciate all of those guys for helping me out and for honestly just being so candid and sharing their stories and their memories and everything that they did during their time in the Pioneer League and in Major League Baseball. These guys have some incredible stories and great memories. Great memories that really that's what baseball is all about. It's the memories that you create, whether it's with your mom or your dad or your kid. Baseball, it's just this treat. It's something that you can look back on fondly. And for all these guys to share their memories of their baseball careers, it's been a true joy, a true joy for me. I'm hoping to get as many interviews as possible. I want to keep releasing them, though, in the seasons 
with nine episodes at a time. I've already got a few down, so I'm looking forward to getting some more guys here on the podcast talking about their experiences playing in the Pioneer League. It's been a great MLB season so far. We're only a few days in here. We're seeing there are a few hiccups. Hoping, praying that the MLB season can continue and go on as planned. I hope your team got off to a great start in this first weekend of games. And honestly, I'm just excited to be able to do this and to be able to share these stories with you guys. It's been a real treat. It's something that, it's a project that I didn't think I would be working on ever. I certainly don't want to see the Pioneer League go away or be removed from minor league baseball. As you guys can tell from these interviews, guys love their experiences playing in the Pioneer League. They love this. This was their introduction to professional baseball. Obviously, it's not as glamorous as when you were at the major league level, but it's still an experience nonetheless, and one that guys haven't forgotten. They remember their times. They to- they've told the stories, and the guys coming up on this second season have some great stories and some great memories of their time in the Pioneer League as well. I can't wait to share them. Again, I'm just really excited and I'm honored to be doing this project and to be sharing these stories and everything with you guys. So if there's anything that you want to reach out to me about, stories that I should get, stories that I need to include in the podcast, somebody that I should be talking to, please let me know. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. David Graff. Or you can follow me on Instagram, at David Graff. All great places to connect with me. My messages are open. I'm ready to share anything that you guys want to include, want me to include, just want to hear about. I'm going to try as hard as I can. I've tried to get some of the older guys. I'm working on it. They're a little bit out of touch when it comes to technology so it's harder to track some guys down so I'm trying to do my best and talk to as many guys from as many different eras as possible so bear with me in that respect once again I want to thank 406mtsports.com for helping get this out to more people in Montana who enjoy sports who enjoy the Pioneer League who enjoy baseball most of all just hearing these stories I appreciate them letting me share this with their audience. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. And I hope if you found this through 406 MT Sports that you're still listening here. So I really appreciate everyone, everyone. Once again, it's all for the listeners. And if you want to donate to help grow the podcast, do so at the link in the podcast description. I really appreciate everyone who has donated. It's really meant a lot to me. And for the last time of the first season, shout out to Turnt Kenny for the music. That was the last thing I needed to get this podcast out there. And he came through really quickly. And honestly, I just, I really appreciate his contributions toward the podcast. They mean a lot and they give it that extra special something. I really think that sends that baseball message home. So 
I'll be back soon. Keep listening. Keep subscribed. Don't worry. I'm coming back with more episodes. I'll let you know when they're dropping soon. I'll be sure to tell 406 MT Sports and everyone else that I can when the podcast comes back. But I hope you guys enjoyed this first season. Don't worry. A second season is rounding third base.